Previously on Sammy Magic. So where are you taking me? To the most elite school for people with your special abilities. It's only known to us as Wizard Harvard. Why are they all staring at me like that? So your parents, they died trying to save you from one of the most evil wizards in all of existence. His name was Evil Douglas. Sammy Magic and the Bears step foot into Porcelain. Sammy thinks he doesn't have money. The vault door pulls back to reveal a veritable sea of riches. This is all mine? This is what your parents left you, yes. A voice pierces through his head. Sammy! Could you please kindly tell us what exactly happened in there? Don't tell him. Every single thing had that dark voice leading Sammy down a dark, dark path. And Sammy was afraid. Sammy and the bear leave McDrake's bank. Sammy's still frightened by what had happened within the vault, but unable to bring himself to actually admit what had happened to the bear. So, um, what exactly were you doing while I was, you know, suffocating in in a pool of gold? It's not important, the bear responds. I I was merely picking up something for Grumblebum. Grumblebum? Yes, yes, he's the head of Wizard Harvard. He's one of the most powerful wizards in all of existence, and I'm sure he'll be interested to meet you. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, where's our first stop? Ah, right here, the bear responds, as they pass in front of a large big box store reading Fantasy Barnes & Noble. This is where you will find your books, your robes, basically everything you need. Wait, so if everything I need's in this store, why are all these shops on this street? Oh, well, of course, you've got to cater to different needs. There's the Fantasy H&M, the Fantasy Hot Topic, the Fantasy Dave & Busters. Remind me to take you there one time. It's amazing. Uh, Okay, well, let's go. And thus, both men enter the fantasy Barnes & Noble. And as Sammy enters, he was expecting what you would find in a normal Barnes & Noble, but could find nothing but the opposite. There were stairways stretching up for eons above him. There were numerous children running about trying to finalize their lists for school. Sammy smiles as he rushes over to the section marked robes, where everyone is gathered around the most pristine robe you've ever seen in your entire life. Gold inlay lined the inside, while the fabric itself was so soft to the touch that Sammy wasn't even sure what it was made of. Five times more soft than silk. Sammy smiles as he looks at the price and realizes he could afford it. He smiles, and the rest of the group of children back away as Sammy climbs up to take the golden robe down. When suddenly, whoosh, the robe is ripped away from him at the very last minute. Sammy looks over to discover another boy, the same age as he, but with platinum blonde hair, who with a flourish actually puts the robe over his shoulder, smiling as he rubs the soft fabric. Oh, I'm sorry, did you want this? 
No, no, I, of course you didn't. You just wanted to feel what it was like to be rich. Luckily for me, that's what I feel like all the time. The boy winks at Sammy before strutting down, going towards a taller gentleman with equally platinum blonde hair. Sammy scowls as the boy continues to walk throughout the store, stealing the richest supplies from students who needed it more than he could ever imagine. What was his deal? Sammy asks. Oh, he's one of the Snakemans. Trust me, Sammy, you do not want to get involved with the Snakemans. Those men are bad business. What do you mean? Well, his father works for the Chamber of Wizard Commerce, and to just put it politely, he's quite possibly the worst person they've ever had. I'll have you know I didn't vote for him, but what can I say? A bear vote doesn't count much. Well, I guess I'll just go with this then, Sammy comments as he picks up another robe nearby, not nearly as ornate as the one that the young boy, the young snakeman, was now wearing over his shoulders, but it was enough for Sammy's purposes. He walks throughout the store collecting various books, bits and bobs, bits of ingredients for potions, when suddenly he sees a small girl crying. A small girl with dark skin in the corner, staring between two books. She looked roughly the same age as Sammy, and in her hands were a potions book and a book on the history of wizardom. Sammy knew both of these books were going to be necessary, but he could tell that she was having to make a choice. Sammy smiled as he walked over to her and reached into his pocket. You don't have to choose. It's okay. And with that, Sammy handed over ten gold pieces to the young girl, who quietly smiled at him before shoving him out of the way and rushing towards another series of books that were definitely not for first years. Sammy wasn't exactly sure what she was doing, but me, the ever-omnipotent narrator, will let you know she was buying every damn book that she could. Once all of the supplies were gathered, Sammy and the bear walked up to the counter, where there was a very excitable young clerk waiting there. Why, in all my days, Sammy Magic! That's never going to get old to hear. How are you doing? Oh, our first year at Wizard Harvard. Awesome, awesome. Let's see what we have. Of course, our robes. We have our books. Let's see, our ingredients. And why have you not purchased your wand yet? What? Your wand, it's on your list, and look upstairs, we've got an immaculate collection of all of the best kinds of wands. Absolutely not. We're trusting one man to get this boy his wand. Ah, I see. Not everyone visits Big Ollie ever since we started up, but I'll have you know that man is an expert. Still don't understand how he makes those fantastic wands. Big Ollie? We'll get to that in a moment. Please pay for the stuff. And at that point, Sammy dumps a pile of gold on the table, causing the clerk's eyes to glisten with glee. Oh, wait, one second. Sammy reaches underneath to where they keep the candy bars. Yes, they do that in this universe. And he puts a candy bar up on the desk. Really, Sammy? Candy? Well, it's not for me. Sammy smiles and hands the candy bar over to the bear. I just... I wanted to thank you. You really saved my life. S Sammy, I'm allergic to peanuts, but it means a lot. The bear comments as he smiles down, staring at this candy bar, this symbol of appreciation that the bear had not felt in a very long time. 
So, off to this big Ollie's, I assume? Oh, um, <clears throat> y- yes, yes, big Ollie's it is. And thus the two go back out on the streets, and they pass by those illustrious big stores that the bear was speaking of earlier. The fantasy Abercrombie and Fitches, the fantasy Brookstones with chairs that could give you a massage so magical you'd swear it was wizardry. And then they finally stumble upon a very small building, looking run down, looking out of place, its brick cracking, the framework of its windows falling apart, and above it it reads, Big Ollie's Wand Shop and Barbecue Joint. All right, here we are. Barbecue? Sammy comments. Yeah, unfortunately, with all of these bigger stores moving in, Ollie has been forced to go into other ventures. Sammy and the bear walk in, and they smell the most delicious barbecue you've ever smelt in your entire life. Austin, Texas, Nashville, these places are jokes compared to Big Ollie's barbecue joint. woo ladies and gentlemen, it appears that we have ourselves a famous man in our midst, a star arriving on the footsteps of Big Ollie's wand shop and barbecue joint. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Sammy Magic. Sammy, how are you doing? And with that, everyone in the entire building turns and stares at Sammy, some in awe, some in confusion. Okay, yeah, now now it's getting old. Now it's definitely getting old. Sammy comments as Big Ollie grabs his hand and begins violently shaking it up and down. My boy, my boy, my boy, it is a pleasure to finally meet your acquaintance. What are you doing here today? Want to get you a a brisket sandwich, maybe some pulled pork? What's old bear here brought you in for? Actually, Big Ollie, we were wondering if you had any wands for sale. (sighs) You telling me Sammy Magic is going to be wielding one of my spectacular wands at Wizard Harvard? Why, of course, of course, come on, gentlemen, come with me. Big Ollie begins as he goes behind a desk where numerous wand boxes await behind him. Now, Sammy, I'm sure the bear's already explained this to you, but you can't just go picking any wand off the shelf willy-willy like they be doing over at the Fantasy Bonds and Noble. No, you gotta have the wand choose you. It's a special bond between you and your wand. You together will create the magic. What if it breaks? I'm, 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 I'm sorry? Yeah, what if the wand breaks? I mean, uh, not for nothing, but what, what you're saying makes it sound like these wands have some sort of mind of their own, which I guess in some way makes them sentient, which is a whole nother can of worms. And I assume if they choose me, that wand is a, a unique entity. So... If it breaks, does that mean it dies? Do I have to duct tape it back together, or...? Um... Big Ollie stares across the room at numerous people who are all looking at him for an answer. Unfortunately, he had none, because this is the biggest plot hole in all of existence. Well, boy, I tell you, it don't matter. Wands never break. 
Old Big Ollie's got the best wands this side of the Mississippi, and they are guaranteed to be absolutely breakproof. During Big Ollie's speech, a small boy with red hair stumbles in from behind holding a very clearly broken wand. No, you get on out of here. Big Ollie quickly shushes him away as he continues. I'm just saying the bond between you and your wand is important, Sammy. I mean, I'll be honest with you, what we're about to do could take hours, even days. Of course, over at Fantasy Bonds and Noble, they got their newfangled computer system that allows you to take a customizable BuzzFeed quiz or whatever. But I think we need to do things the old-fashioned way, and to begin things off, Sammy, I'll be honest, you, you to me look like a holly, wait. Holly, yes, Holly with unicorn hair. Is this too specific? Can she sue me over this? Ask her, there's no way she's, she has not copyrighted unicorns, it's fine. A unicorn hair core. 13 and a half inches, surprisingly swishable. Give that a try. And with that, Sammy takes that beautiful Holly wand in his hand and he gives it a brief wave And suddenly, three separate stoves in the barbecue restaurant catch flame, causing smoke to go everywhere. Uh, Okay, okay, hold on now. Let me me just get that back and uh, extinguish you. And with that, three jets of water appear above the stoves, extinguishing the fires, leaving numerous people leaving the restaurant quite upset. Oh, man, we ain't gonna be able to pay for rent this month. Ahem, anyways... Let me let me keep going. You know what, Sammy? A unicorn hair, that's basic. That's for anybody. That ain't for Samuel Magic. We need something big for you. We need, I'ma say, let's grab oak with a dragon heart string core. Now, dragon heart string can be very volatile, but with the great wizard behind it, it could control it. It could control any sort of inklings, any darkness that you've got in you. It could take all of that, focus it, and turn it into something good. Give that a try, boy. And with that, Sammy once again stares down at the wand, gives it a quick swish, and then a flick. And suddenly, back in the kitchen of the barbecue restaurant, numerous piles of shredded pulled pork come back together, animating to form a massive pig made of pulled pork who runs wild, attacking various customers before running out to into the street. Okay, uh, uh, you know what? I Oh, Jesus. You're going to ruin my restaurant, boy. Okay, so you set my restaurant on fire and turned all my food into a giant anthropomorphic pig. It appears these wands are not for you. But... Now that I think about it, oh, it's it's only appropriate, isn't it? Big Ollie grabs a ladder, rolls it over, and climbs to the highest point of his wand tower before pulling down the oldest, dustiest box he has. I ain't never had the guts to try this wand out with anybody else before, because I'll be honest, I, I, it takes a powerful mind to control this wand. There are only two like it in existence. It's made of ivory, and the core is made 
with the feather of a phoenix. A phoenix, you say? Sammy asks as this beautiful wand is placed into his hands, ivory, gold inlay inside of it, in a small bit of feather sticking out of the end. Yes, that phoenix has only provided us two feathers, and we have only made two wands with it. Ironically enough, the first one, (laughs) it gave you your scar up there. He pulls back his hair to reveal Sammy's scar, which, oh god, I haven't mentioned the scar yet. Oh god, we're three episodes in. We're three up. I forgot to mention the scar. Okay, he has a scar. It's on his forehead. It's a lightning bolt. It's not a lightning bolt. It's not. It's shaped. It's a squiggle. It's a squiggly line that some people may mistake for a lightning bolt, but is absolutely not a lightning bolt. You're saying this this other wand, it belonged to... It belonged to Evil Douglas? And with the announcement of Evil Douglas's name, the only two patrons left in the restaurant immediately stand up and leave. Oh, God. I'm about to charge you double for this wand, boy. Yes, the other wand belonged to Evil Douglas. It was made of black ivory because we really want to reinforce that you're the protagonist and he will be the antagonist. Okay. Sammy responds as he stares down at this beautiful white ivory wand before holding it up into the air and casting Lumos. And as he does that, a beautiful, resplendent, bright white light appears on the end of the wand. Oh, looks like we're cooking with fire now. All right, focus, focus, hold it. And Sammy slowly began to move the light around, carrying it on the tip of his wand. He even managed to throw it up in the air, causing it to soar in a beautiful arc before catching it on the tip of his wand once again. Okay, look, this is not contact juggling. The bear comments as Sammy smiles, lowering the wand. Alright, now, just say Nox, put it out, and it looks like we got ourselves a purchase, my friend. Nox. The end of the wand deluminates, and Sammy smiles because all of that chaos, all of that chaotic energy that has been inside of him for so long, finally has a medium to go through it, finally has a conduit. And he smiles as Big Ollie drastically overcharges him for this wand. I mean, I know I said double, but it is at least four times the original price. Y'all come back now, you hear? Big Ollie comments as the bear and Sammy exit out. Alright, wand checked off. We've got our robes, we've got our books, and... Looks like all I need now is an owl, but... I'm a little low on cash, unless we want to go back to... The vault. And with the mention of the vault... The bear is reminded of the fear he felt. The fear he felt as he walked in and discovered the unconscious body of Sammy Magic laying there in a pile of gold. The bear remembered the thought of having to go back to Wizard Harvard and telling Grumblebum that he killed the most powerful wizard of all time. Yeah, no, I don't think we need to go back there. It's fine. Um, how about the bear looked forward to see... That horrifying pig monstrosity on the ground that Sammy had created with his wand not just a few minutes ago.
<sighs> Do you have enough money for a cage? A few minutes later, Sammy is giddily walking forward as the bear is holding a cage with a pig in it. Boy, we are really playing Calvin Ball now, holding a pig in it that is made of pulled pork. It smells of the most delicious barbecue sauce. We've got to do something to make this thing look less creepy. Here, hold on, hold on. I can... Let me do this. The bear touches his umbrella to the edge of the cage, and suddenly all of that pulled pork begins to recede within, and skin appears on the outside. A a beautiful snout juts out of the end, and two beady black eyes appear in the front, and Sammy Magic has a pig. He doesn't get an owl. He's got a pig. Deal with it. Well... I guess this is this is the reality we're living in now. What are you going to call him? I don't know. I guess I could guess I could call him Head Pig. His name is Head Pig. Oh my god, that's so good. <clears throat> His name is going to be Head Pig. Sammy responds completely straight-faced, causing the bear to raise an eyebrow. Before remarking, Head Pig, good name. Well, it looks like we've got just about everything we need, Sammy. It's about time I see you off. Wait, what, you're not coming with me? No, 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 I've I've got more important matters to attend to. Grumblebum's sending me out on numerous different uh, chores today, but I've got to say, this one was my favorite. Well, I'm happy to be your favorite chore, Bear. No problem, Sammy. A couple of minutes later, the bear drops Sammy off at the King's Cross Station, one of the most populous metros in London. Sammy rushes through, gets numerous odd looks due to the fact that he was just carrying a big pig in a cage. I can't believe I've made this decision. And he then walks up before looking down at his ticket. And the ticket read... Platform 10 and 5th 8s. And Sammy didn't know what that was. He looked to his left and he saw Platform 10, looked to the right, saw Platform 9, and he looked in front of him and saw nothing. Nothing but a bunch of pillars and trains passing by. He didn't know where he was supposed to go. Until he noticed eight discrete pillars separating Platform 9 and Platform 10. Sammy begins to count one, two, three, four, and once he arrives at five, he sees that red-headed boy with the broken wand from earlier in the day, and he sees just an absolute gaggle of them, numerous red-headed children, all led by their mother, all standing in front of this pillar. Okay, that's bizarre, Sammy comments before walking forward and seeing the eldest redhead rush forward into the pillar itself and disappearing completely. Sammy falls back in shock. Pigwig. Oh, his name should be Pigwig. It's Pigwig now. I'm sorry. It, I, I, I hate to keep changing it. Pigwig. <laughs> Pigwig looks over at him confused before the mother of the children looks over and goes, Sammy Magic, arriving for your first year at Wizard Harvard, I'm assuming? Um, yes, yes I am, thank you. Where are we supposed to go? Oh, just step right through those doors and you'll be on your way. 
What doors? Oh, I, I forget that you you can't see it. Um, I guess the best way to describe it for someone who's not really that in tune with the magical arts is it's it's just a leap of faith, Sammy. Okay. And with that, the youngest red-headed boy, now sporting a repaired wand, says, It's real easy. Just watch me. He rushed forward and promptly fell flat on his face. The young boy quickly checks his wand to make sure he hasn't broken another one before standing up and shrugging at Sammy and his mother. Bye, Mom. I'll see you soon. And he rushes towards the wall before disappearing. Well, Sammy, train's about to depart. It's now or never. And with that, Sammy, holding a pig in his hand and his ivory wand at his hip, takes a deep breath before lunging towards that wall. A part of his brain said that he had gone crazy. A part of his brain said that he was about to collide with that pillar and fall on his face in front of everybody. Part of him wondered if that red-headed family was even there. But no, he instead disappeared through a portal and found himself with numerous other students of Wizard Harvard. And suddenly in front of him, in the blink of an eye, appeared the WHBT, the Wizard Harvard Bullet Train readying to load up all of its passengers and take them to the most illustrious school for magic and witchcraft. Sammy smiled as he looked down at Pigwig because Sammy realized he was home. Thank you for listening to the mini adventures of Sammy Magic. And an extra thank you goes to all the people who helped this show happen on our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash a load of BS to support the entire BS network and all of its productions. Additional thanks to Umbria for our music and to Orion Ibert from the Lavender Lemonade Collective for our album art. As always, make sure to go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and pick up some Sammy Magic merch. All of the proceeds from our merch go to trans and POC charities. Every single little bit can help. And let me end by reminding you that the many adventures of Sammy Magic are a work of complete and total parody. Which means... You can't sue me.